his uh, mom. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Spooky Screen. We'll be uh, discussing the new hit HBO show, The Last of Us. Each week, we do a new episode review, helping you guys decide whether you should watch this show or skip it. Um, with me are my hosts for tonight's discussion of episode five, Noah, Nick, Johnny, and David. Uh, if this is the first review that you're coming across, we politely ask that you go back to episode one, having seen the pilot episode, and you know, make your way up to episode five with this review. And this is the first and last warning for all who are watching uh, spoiler alerts. We'll be discussing episode five in um, excruciating detail. So let's get into it. Uh, guys, what did we think about this episode? A big thumbs up or a thumbs down? Like and subscribe. Everyone <laughs> liked this episode. Dave, can you get us kicked off here? What What did you like about episode five? I really liked this episode. Uh, it it uh, concluded what they set up in episode four really well. And I really feel like this episode should have been called the re-education of Ellie because by the end uh, of this episode, it feels like she's coming out of it like a new person or like she's learned a lesson that she didn't want to learn, but she had to learn. What do you think that lesson was specifically? Uh, just that this world is a lot more fragile and a lot more dangerous. And there's a lot more risks in this world than she previously understood. Yeah. Right. She's like, they didn't cover this in Fedra school. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind right. Of, yeah, yeah, right. Dave, that's a good segue because I, my big issue with last episode was that I felt like it was too safe and that the stakes weren't high enough. And I think that this mm. episode remedied that. They provided enough uh, action thriller, death, fighting to supplement. I think the only criticism was they should have just combined the episodes. That that would have yeah. made that would have gotten over the sump of the other one, but it is what it is because it, it, it landed really well. So Note to Johnny's. Craig Mason and Casey Bloyds, we just want more. We want we more. Want more yeah. Full-length feature Two film every time. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, what were you going to say? Johnny's segue is a good segue for my segue. I feel like this is the episode where all the non-gamers can finally get a taste of what Last of Us is really about. Like how it's what we all think is a masterpiece. And it's kind of like differentiating itself. Mm. It's almost like... All who are weary now turn back because the road ahead's even more rough. And this episode for me is everything that I love in Last of Us in a single jam-packed episode. Mm. It's that thin line between beauty and bleakness, um, surviving and stepping upon another hero and villain. It's that gray morality. And of course, we got the infected for the first time, the brutality of the infected, which I feel has been lacking in the series so far. We finally get to see it, and it was amazing um i feel like noah you should get a heart tattoo like johnny has but it, mm -hmm, it needs right to here. say beauty and bleakness <laughs> i'm gonna use that i'm gonna be i'm gonna say that forever welcome to the yeah, that's, that's, about that's your that's your rallying cry for this season honestly the, the, the franchise baby that oh, is yeah. like a, an amazing alternate title to like daytime soap operas i have to say it's like <laughs> beauty and bleakness. the beauty, beauty and, bleakness. and the bleakness next time on tuesday mornings at 9 a.m um anyways so no i love that you brought up that oh you're gonna segue my segue you're gonna yeah. segue the segue <laughs> 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 
I love that you bought that uh, bought up like this is like something that the non gamers get to see because for me I think the one thing I loved about this episode as someone who looks for constant comparisons and recreations of the game this episode outdid the game to me this episode wow. was fantastic it was so well done the moment the horde came out of the hole with the way that they just exploded out and started attacking the entire army was far when i saw that i was like man i really wish this was something i got to do in the game mm -hmm. uh far succeeded my expectations of the scene some of the best television i've ever televisioned this year, and last year. <laughs> it's only february my friend there's plenty more television television as somebody who doesn't watch a lot of tv like this was just so and so and sounds like they're boba fetting themselves <laughs> the last of us finally the last of us actually deserves this accolade in my opinion no i agree i agree and, um, and you know what i'm gonna seg that seg seg and previous so this is a uh, the the thing that the last of us does so well is it does not waste a single character in the show. And we got that with Bill and Frank. We got that with Tess. We even got that a little bit with Marlene in the beginning. And now we get that with, uh, with um, Henry and Sam. And I think these characters are setting up, it's like kind of Joel and Ellie entering a funhouse mirror exhibit. And they're seeing different reflections of themselves in the future. And it's, it's depicted by these side characters that we're seeing episode to episode, right? Henry and Sam depict a vision of Joel and Ellie where one is relying on the other in terms of having a sense of purpose in this desolate world versus Frank and Bill depict where true, pure love can take you uh, in, in a world that as broken as, as this one. And I, I just, you know, the writing is incredible. The acting is unparalleled. It's, it's just great overall television. And I, I've been enjoying the heck out of it. Um, Shout out to the five. kid who played Sam. His acting was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. I love the fact that they made him deaf. You know, it was a big change from the video game, but it just made him that much more reliant on his older brother. More emotional stakes. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode as well, and I'm I'm very excited for the next four. I, I you know I almost wish that they had like 10, 11, 12, but you know we get <laughs> right. what we get, right? Yeah. Um, so let's let's break down the episode kind of beat by beat, right? We start out with chaos in the streets of Kansas City. A flare shoots up in the air. Kathleen and her army have declared victory mm. over Fedra. We see soldiers being, I mean, mutilated. Yeah, in just everything. Just profoundly violent ways. And we have Henry and Sam uh, who start out this episode and they're kind of weaving their way through these um, streets of chaos. Uh, they find shelter through the help of a doctor who was, spoiler alert, killed in the previous episode. Um, kind of shelters them with some limited amounts of food. And as the doctor gets captured and he, again, he was killed by Kathleen, uh, they have to go on the run again and they run into Ellie and Joel as a result of tailing them from witnessing the firefight that happens. So there we kind of see the dynamic kind of play out, right? We have Sam and Henry on one side, we have Joel and Ellie, and we kind of see this mirrored reflection between these two characters. We then transition from uh, these four as they plot their escape out of Kansas City through the tunnels um, because the entire city is kind of in lockdown mode due to Kathleen's army patrolling the streets to Kathleen sitting in her brother's room and explaining to her right-hand man, whose name is escaping me at this moment. Harry? 
the fantastic oh, no, Perry. beard. It's Perry. 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 Yeah, Perry. Leon. Um, <laughs> Leon is a great name, though. Not it. I would completely <laughs> believe that. So Perry, uh, Perry and Kathleen are having a conversation in her um, her bedroom, and Kathleen explains how you know she she came into power, and how yeah, her man. brother kind of you know he 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 died as a result of Henry um, ratting on him, right? But there's one crucial piece of information there. And it, again, this goes back, Noah, to your bit about this is such a morally gray world. Like you said, the beauty and the uh, bleakness. The beauty right? and is bleakness. That, this is, yeah. yeah. So I personally really love that Kathleen scene. Um, it kind of explained everything that I feel like Johnny and David were complaining about. Like, how did this woman get into power? To me, it, it, she she goes into this bedroom, her childhood bedroom of her brother, who we learn is like this, just this kind leader that anyone just wants to follow because he's so forgiving and so merciful that you're just willing to follow him to the ends of the earth. And then you learn that Henry gives him up to, for his brother's sake, right? And even in jail, about being beaten by Fedra, her brother, his brother forgives Henry. Whereas Kathleen, in that moment, you know, it breaks her. She realizes forgiveness gets you nowhere, right? So she, this is where, I know it seems going to make fun of me, but this is where the bleak and the beauty comes in because she has such, such a devout love for her brother, right? It's beautiful. Same for all the people following him. They have such a love for him, but that love is what ultimately destroys them because when they lose that love, when they lose that purpose, when they lose someone who they care for, it becomes this violent, angry, revengeful thing. It becomes the bleak thing. And, and that's where Kathleen rises the power, right? She goes, forgiveness. My brother was forgiving. Look what happened to him. And she is able to rise to power with the anger, with the anger from all the people that followed her brother. And they go out and just destroy Fedra. And they just create a culture of violence. And it ultimately, yeah. And it, yes, they're just, they're successful. Yes, they destroyed and mutilated Fedra and they became what they hated, right? Mm -hmm. They became what they hated. But the violence ultimately destroys them in the end. Like, it's just how it is, you know? Yeah. So it goes from this beautiful love of her brother to this bleakness. It corrupts. And that's where I'm, yeah, that's, that's where it's the interesting balance that Last of Us always proposes. Like yes, love is beautiful, but it's also dangerous. So on the on the topic of Kathleen, though, and this is something I want to ask Johnny was you mentioned stakes, right? Mm -hmm. Where you didn't feel like it was um, there wasn't enough stakes in this in the previous sure. episode. How how do you feel like the, this episode turned that corner for you to kind of enjoy it? Yeah, I think that the groundwork of the previous episode was necessary i understand that i think that the the this episode did an even better job of making surviving in the city seem harder you know they really explained some of the logistics and challenges of eating of drinking of getting around and you you felt that elevated concern so i mean aside from just the violence i just mean like the world felt more uh, at risk just to be there let alone the you know the killing the the opening scene was frightening like it was actually quite violent um it was a jarring for a scene with like dead bodies stabbed and like mutilation like it was rough and so i think that mixed with the logistics and then the uh the 
the, a French word for ending that's amazing. I should know that, but I'm not very articulate. The I'm gonna say and I mean that that scene alone, you know, they're being chased down by the, the they're getting shot by a scout. The the army is coming with just a massive presence, right? Like huge trucks. You could just you're like, what's gonna happen? And then Henry gets out and he's I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice myself for my brother. He's like, maybe it'll work. And that I thought that was an overlooked scene. That was beautiful. And then suddenly it all pops off. And like that, I mean, the stakes on this were consistent the whole time. So actually, I still think the other episode probably could have had a little more of the bleed through of the of the violence of the revolution and the logistics of the city pulled into it more. But I mean, this episode made up for it. So, But I, I really do think this episode, if they continued the stakes like this throughout the series, the show is just going to be timeless. They were quite a bit tamer in the previous episode, in, in your defense. Uh, mm. Kathleen's army, yeah, and I think I think we we saw the true face of their brutality and how they managed to take over Kansas City. Um, Dave, you, I cut you off before. Yeah, oh no, but- I, just a kind of a lightning bolt thought uh, came to me when Noah was speaking. I think this these four and five, this episode four and five, really brought home this idea of what happens when you gain something to save once. What happens? What will you do if you have something to save? And what happens when you lose the only thing that you thought was worth saving? Mm-hmm. You know, Kathleen, the only thing worth saving to her was her brother. Right. And what did she do when she lost him? And Henry, she burned the world. what will he do to save Sam? He will give a man's life up for his brother. And what Joel, did Bill do? What did Bill do? Bill, yeah. He's yeah in episode three. He's like you're the only one who is worth saving in this whole world, and and Joel is a man who's lost everything and now is is opening himself up to trying to save someone again. And this fear, like, can I do it? Can I can I save this person? And yeah, what what Noah was just saying, I was like, oh my god, I get it. Yeah, they're they're attacking it from every dingle. Yeah. Every, dingle. Every, dingle. Every, dingle. every 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 dingle. That's going in the blooper reel. I will say the one that thing great. that I appreciate now that you guys have seen this episode is the fact that um, you guys were so adamant about how you were so happy that episodes one, two, and three were self-contained stories, self-contained chapters. Yeah. The fact that episode four had to be a leave off and pick up in episode five, you were like, that's a mistake. It really just doesn't work. And now episode episode five has completed that story and it really brought it home for you guys such to the extent that like, like be like a surprising amount where you like, now you guys are praising how well the storytelling was done. I know you're still a little on the fence, but you have to admit that. I still think, I still think four could have been highly modified or combined (laughs) with five. 
Yeah, Johnny, Johnny's right? saying that you could have drew um, in a little bit of that can, uh, can brutality. I, anyway, I don't want to get so stuck far. on that. Can I make, an, can I make an arc, quick argument against that, though? Never. A argument? No, you cannot make My an argument. My argument is that make me that episode was more about Joel and Ellie than the revolution. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I think they were trying yeah. to build, yeah, trying to build yeah. out the relationship. And I think if you brought the revolution into it and too much of that violence, it would have been distracting. Because yeah, that's what we would have focused on. Yeah, especially after episode three. I think yeah. they're trying to do a balancing act there. So, okay, so... The episode proceeds, right? We have uh, Sam Henry, Joel and Ellie working their way through the tunnels. They come across this underground safe haven. It's like an underground kindergarten class. And they, they hang out there for a little bit. And the, as they make their way out from underground, they they are appears to be um, in the clear. But then a sniper starts to fire upon them. Turns out to be a guy who works for Kathleen's militia. Joel eventually gets to him. Um, takes him out, but Kathleen's arrived with her full army. They're just plowing through cars in this amazing action sequence. And they've got Henry Salmonelli cornered while Joel has a sniper. And uh, that's where the hole that we were talking about uh, so obsessively last episode reveals itself. Well, and it wasn't even the hole. It was because uh, the, the hole was in town. That's true. That's true. I think it, it was, I think it was implying that there was infected underground bird activity. Yeah. There was yeah. underground activity. Right? They come out like Day of the Dead, twenty eight days later. Um, I forget the Zack Snyder movies. Is that is that Dawn, Dawn, of, Dawn, of, the the Dawn of the Dead type zombies? Yeah. These these guys can run like they are. They're just people, right? I mean, they're people like yeah. just full on sprinting at everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And the bloater, World War Z style cave troll. We finally and my, my prediction. Yeah. yeah, Johnny's prediction. It was. Uh, I'll give you kind like of. a. I'll give you like a C plus. Uh, come on, um, he was cave troll us. He had a big hammer. B negative. A big hammer. So yes. B negative. The, the bloater emerges, chases after Kathleen, decapitates Perry, and starts to take out Kathleen's men one by one. And it's just this enormous fungal boss, um, <laughs> just absolute unit. Henry, Sam, and Ellie are about to make their escape because the bloater is distracting everyone. But Kathleen pins them down with a gun. And as she's about to pull the trigger, we have this child clicker launch itself at her, beat her to death, and they're able to escape unscathed, which leaves us with the hotel scene. And that's kind of where I want to turn I turn it over to you, Johnny and Dave. You have not played the games again. We remind our audience this every episode <laughs> right but losers what, what, what did you know dave what did you think about that ending uh yeah i needed a hard drink and like a snicker bar after the end after that ending yeah what an um, odd combination <laughs> i don't know i need like something like something to relieve the stress something comforting yeah something comforting uh yeah that was an excellent ending especially with this like idea of the softening of Joel and kind of Joel throughout these last two episodes, allowing himself to be like, okay, maybe we will be all right. Maybe we will be all right. And then just that last scene with Ellie trying to save Sam and it all just gets smacked in their face. Like, nope, no one's getting out of this unscathed. And I was just like, when they walk off, I wanted to walk off. I was like, all right, I don't know where this is going. 
I'm excited to see where it's going, but just for the I don't know. Just for the yeah. context to for our viewers, they they arrive at a hotel to relax. The kids go to bed to sleep, and then Sam's little boy shows Ellie that he was bitten. He doesn't know what that means, and Ellie is still what, twelve. She knows she has special blood, and she said, "Don't worry, I'll take care of you." And cuts her own hand to put her blood on his cut and says, you know, you're going to be okay. It's medicine. And they go to sleep. And there's a part of you that wants to 100% believe, wow, that, that worked. And then when they're awake in the morning, he's sitting there and, and you're like, that's awesome. They survived like every other show that's ever been made. And then she touches him and he's turned and he starts attacking her. And then quickly... They have to decide if they're going to put him down or not because he's only an eight-year-old. Henry has boy. to decide because well, he, he group, grabs the, the gun. The group Joel. has to. Yeah. And Henry, the brother, gets the gun before Joel, and Joel's freaking out because there's a live zombie or whatever fungal-infected person, and it's a little boy, and and the brother shoots him, and then can't handle life and kills himself. And so these characters you just fell in love with stripped out from under you. And so I mean that that like I said before, and I'll say again that made this episode one of the best TV episodes I've watched because it just, it's just heart wrenching. And like that emotional, it was, it was, it was appropriate. It was well-timed and it sets, again, it sets you up for the rest of the season now because it, this whole buildup, like this was the first, you know, I felt like this was the end of the first chapter. Right. And I know there's other chapters, but that's how it felt like. And now they're going to launch into this, dark journey that's just only going to be more like this so i thought that was great i think one of the things here guys like i'd be remiss not to bring up is when sam is talking to ellie when he's writing on the board before he shows her the infection he says if you become a monster does that mean you're not a good person inside anymore yeah that's so heartbreaking because this eight-year-old like has already come to terms with the fact that this world is crap and he well, knows he's, that, he's staring down the barrel of a gun, right? Yeah. Nick? Like he knows, he knows what's happened to him. Right. It, yeah, exactly. He's not a child who's just like, Oh, maybe, you know, but like he's, he, even though he's only eight years old, he still has the forethought to know like, this isn't going to end well for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just uh, acting in that scene. I mean, for him. Yeah. To emote, you know, because he's, he's an actual, um, he's a hearing impaired actor in real life. And he has yeah. a, he has a, a vocal coach that follows him to these um, acting gigs. But yeah, just his ability to emote in that scene, uh, even without dialogue, just like, yeah. you know, they, they were just so good. Oh, and the, okay. the older brother, um, Henry. Henry, I think we're going to see him in some big movies. I, I just thought he was yeah, so great. believable as yeah. Henry. Yeah. Um, and yeah. They're just, casting this this franchise so well. is amazing i just want to give a note of warning to the non-gamers you know and anyone else that's just Don't a strictly tv watcher not that i want to say you know you gotta learn to enjoy the little finite moments mm. and i'll use sam as an example right he has a horrible tragic ending right but the day before he gets to spend it like a kid again like he grew up in this military government state starving sick people or his brother betraying their friends and family right around him mm. and worry about being backstabbed and the day before he dies he gets suspended with ellie and he gets to just be a kid again he gets to play soccer 
read comic books, you know? It's just like those little moments where you can just learn to enjoy life mean everything, even when the your ending is just terrible. Like you don't have, you don't know how long you have. So enjoy it. Enjoy the time you have. I just wanna that's my warning to the people that are watching that okay. are not played the game. Enjoy the happy moments. The little things yeah. in life. The yeah. little things. Yeah, absolutely. The the strawberry giggles. The strawberry giggles. <laughs> yes. Have your strawberry giggles because they might be your last. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. That's a good lesson for us all. To, yes. to, to, to yeah. speak to Noah's point real quick, it's like in that scene when. I'm I'm a one up you. I'm not trying to. do a guy. I'm gonna let you No, 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 no. I'm not trying to one up Noah, but it's just something now that I'm like I'm replaying the episode in my mind, like and that scene, that scene with Ellie and Sam. And Henry says to Joel, like, what's the last time you've seen, like, that heard that laughter? Yeah. And you could see Joel kind of wanting to accept it, but also at the same time, like, don't you give me that effing hope. Like, don't, like, don't try to bring this, like, don't try to make me a real person again. Yeah. And that's so heartbreaking. That's, that's what, um, you know, the showrunner Craig Mason was talking about in the, um, inside the episode series that uh, shows up after the credits where he's talking about how Joel is um, becoming more and more soft and Ellie is becoming more and more hardened by this world, right? She's, she's being exposed to the brutalities of this world that Joel has been living in for 20 years. Mm. And Joel now has this new companion that reminds him of his daughter, right? And is starting to feel his fatherly instincts start to creep out from under his rough exterior. And Craig Mason says that terrifies him and that that ends that, you know, sequence. It's doing such a great job of pitting even the closest characters in the show against each other from an emotional or psychological standpoint, right? We have one who's being exposed to violence for the first time over and over again, and another who has been exposed to it and is trying, first doesn't care about this girl, but now is like, oh, I need to protect her. I, I, I need to care for her. I need to how do I do that? Right. And that's, that's the question that we're left with at the end of the episode when he's staring at her walking off in distance, like I've failed her. Like he, like Henry and Sam are six feet below them. I just think that it's, it's doing a great job of setting up the rest of the season. And we only have four episodes left, but these, these beats are going to matter um, as we approach the end of season one. So with that being said, let's get theories. to our favorite section, which is the conspiracy theories. theories. <laughs> I feel like it's hard to, you know, in, in Johnny's yeah. Dave's defense, like it's hard to come up with theories because it feels like, again, we're talking over. about those sexy arcs, you know, but yeah, um, yeah. What do you think? What do you think lies ahead, Johnny Dave, for our um, two heroes? Well, maybe, I, maybe I, think about it as Wyoming, I, like I, as that is the goal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, my my prediction and again reminder i nailed the last one i had i had cave troll as zombie come out and that's what the bloater is like he pulled that one out of his butt i know <laughs> as i always do i think that this next chapter part of the struggle i think this is my guess is going to lean into the lack of society and the lack of like the protection of uh you know 
a like a house and building, then like there's going to be some storm or there's going to be some large scale event that they're going to have to try to get cover from, and then that's going to lead them into a series, a new series of unfortunate events. I don't know what those are because it's very open ended right now. There's not a lot of like it could be the cannibals, it could be slave traders, it could be a million things. I don't know where it's going to be because I know they're going to Wyoming, but I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to be making their way. They're going to get pushed aside by some great natural event, some huge tornado, some wild thing. It's going to cause some drama, and then that's going to put them in, right in this new situation that is going to, you know, hopefully unfold just as magically. Dave, what about you? Any theories? Um, sadly, I didn't get my chainsaw arm by the end of episode five, but I'm okay with that. This was two excellent episodes. Holding out hope, David? Yeah, I'm still hoping out hope. Uh, to co-sign and add a little bit on Johnny's theory, I think there's going to be an episode where Joel has to give over that control to Ellie and like their roles switch. Like maybe Joel gets injured in a storm or like weather, or he gets sick, like fever, and Ellie has to take over as a protector and make sure that they hmm. survive like a winter. And maybe it's like kind of like a flash forward episode, um, like winter to spring type stuff. Cause I don't, I know some shows have done that, but wait, David, did you watch the 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 next episode info? No, I haven't I. watched the. I have not. I haven't. I haven't watched the what's coming okay, next yeah. or the after the episodes. I stopped after episode two because it was ruining it for me. Yeah, I just wanted to say um, that's, good. that's a good. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say keep things pure. I would say theory is. Our major question is, how are they going to end this game? Like, how does this game end? Oh, my God. How there he goes again. He's like, he's worried about No, I'm just saying, like, all, all I how can are say, they going to end? Guy, like, where did we go David, from here? I'm just going to say, because, like, this. We can't that's not that. a theory, David. Well, no, no. Like, I'm, going, I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's not I'm, going on the, I'm going on the proposition is, like, this season is the whole first game, right? Like, that's what yes. we've told. You have four more yes. episodes. David. You have four more it's hours of TV. Right, there, right. there, are, there are a few things that I consider a masterpiece. I do not throw that word out often. but Right. All right, so I Last just, of Us uh, Part One and Part Two are masterpieces, in my opinion. There are not so. enough Game of the Year awards that this game has won, Noah, to convince David. It's, I know, of like some sense H of security as HBO to where we're Max, headed. HBO Max signed off on a video game adaption. A video That's game true. adaption. Adaptation. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's my homeschool education. So it's time topic. to se segue to duking myself into this, and I'll, I'll I get to repeat the good the good moment. As somebody who's played the game, and I saw the way me Noah and Steven saw how this episode ended when we played the game, and even with that, I was still crying by the end of this episode. I knew what was going to happen. I knew how it was going to happen, and I still cried at the end of this episode because when I played it on the PlayStation, I told myself I had to put the controller down, and this time I just cried. So that tells me that the best is still yet to come for this show. Yeah, Dave, just just believe. No, I know. I'm just trust I'm, the hand that feeds. Dear God. I will I will yeah, I I am. But I will co-sign on Johnny's theory. There's going to be some sort of weather illness. Yeah, I think Ellie's it's going to be like a natural the... part of it. I, I, maybe it's yeah. amazing. It just keeps feeding us these hits one after another. And Dave's like, I don't believe you. I don't have any faith in <laughs> you. Never, he's like, still getting over lost all these years later. Neil Druckmann's like, <laughs> here, have another piece of cake. Dave, trust the process. That's all I I'll say. 
Yeah, former episodes. Just <laughs> David's theory is what's gonna happen. <laughs> four more episodes of like three hour episodes. It better be three hour. He's episodes gonna be. He's something. gonna be like twenty minutes away from the season finale. He's gonna be like, how does this end, guys? Like, I don't know. Does it on? end? It just. I think it just ends. They just sort of like eating a sandwich or something. Um. Well. Anyways, there it is. Thank you all for joining me. I appreciate uh, the lively conversation we had about episode five of The Last of Us. Um, thank you to my hosts, co-hosts, Noah, Nick, Johnny, and David. We'll see you guys next week for episode six. Um, thanks for tuning into Spooky Screen. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, um, send us emails, handwritten letters, whatever the heck. You ring that do. bell. Um, ring that bell. Peace. Ring. See you guys. Peace.